Hello, everyone, and welcome to Nice to Meet You. This is your host, Simone, and this is a podcast of conversations with friends and strangers where we talk about life and lessons learned along the way. Today, we have with us Phoenix, and Phoenix, if you can introduce introduce yourself and tell everybody how we met. Hi, I am Phoenix Williams. I am an author about 20 times over, best-selling author, screenwriter, public speaker, all that jazz. Um, we met via Instagram because you are like, super huge on Instagram. You got like a whole big following, a whole tribe. And I'm like, let me go ahead and see if I can get down with this. So that's who I am. And that is how we met. Awesome. Um, so where are you from? I am from a small town outside of Chicago. They don't like when you say you're from Chicago and you really don't live within the city limits. That's exactly like <laughs> So I live in Aurora, which is right outside of Chicago. It's part of Chicago land. What was it like growing up there? It was actually, it's really good because, okay, you get like the city experience without being in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And so if I wanted to go, it would take me like 25 minutes to get there. So I could still go and have fun, but I still have the peace of living in the suburbs. Yeah, that's exactly how I grew up actually also. Um, what's the demographic like there? Is it like mostly black or mostly white or? It's mostly Hispanic. Oh, really? I'm surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Where I live is mostly Hispanic, uh, mostly Hispanic and black. You got your, uh, you know, a few of our white friends here, but mostly Hispanic and black. Uh, cool, cool. Um, so what do you find interesting? Oh, my gosh. I love, love, love anime i am super obsessed with it if you want to be my best friend all you got to do is just tell me hey i like this anime nine times out of ten i've probably seen it if not i'm going to go check it out and it will be friends forever Uh, of course i love reading that's just part of the job um i love to write because that's the job and then um I like interesting conversations. I don't do the whole club thing. I go to bars and I'll just like start chatting up random people. I'm the same exact way. That's kind of how this podcast got started. <laughs> <laughs> how did you get into anime? Oh gosh, when I was younger, my brother used to watch Dragon Ball Z on Adult Swim. Okay. Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, what are all these ripped guys yelling about on TV? Hair's changing colors. What's going on? But then as I got into it, I started watching it because I had no choice. I started to see the storyline. And then I'm like, oh, okay. I see what the appeal is because it's all this, like, you know, lore and all these power-ups, all this, like, fantastical worlds and, you know, world building. I absolutely just fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. Well, what's your favorite anime currently? Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Okay, we're going to talk about currently, like right now, today, hands down, One Piece. Now, that's been out for 20 years, but I got into it about a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. and I'm just super in love with that. It's still ongoing, yeah. and so still new episodes and new manga chapters coming out, yeah. but that's where I'm at right now in my, in my anime journey. I'm super in love with One Piece. Right. So how did you get into writing? I fell into that on accident. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I've always loved to read and I was just like, oh, well, you know, I can write a book one day. And then I went off to college and I realized like right around the time I was getting ready to graduate, like, I don't think I want to be a lawyer. 
Mm. I think I want to write. And so I left college. My parents were super pissed. And I was like, well, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to be a writer full time. And that's exactly what I did. I struggled the first few years because I had no clue what I was doing. And looking back, I realized I did it all wrong. Uh, I really wish I would have studied. <laughs> studied the industry and studied, you know, what it means to actually be a writer. Um, but after a few years, start to pick up. And next thing I know, I'm getting signed to a publishing deal and I'm making short films. And it's just been a really great journey. That all started off with me dropping out of school. What kind of I, I recommend that. I don't recommend that at all. <laughs> what kind of writing did you start with? I started out with poetry and then I quickly realized no one signs poets. <laughs> and so you have to go ahead and either like write a whole novel or write, you know, a compilation. So I'm like, okay, well I'll do um, short stories. And I started off with like romantic short stories. And then my first novel that was out was a street lit novel. And that took me so far. And then I got into erotica and now I'm in paranormal. Okay. What is what exactly does paranormal mean? So paranormal is like a branch of the sci-fi and fantasy genre. It's, you know, still fantastical worlds, still, you know, amazing beasts, but you're going to deal more with like the, the shapeshifters and like the animals and all that. Okay. Was it like, so like when you started writing erotica, was that difficult for you? No, it was really easy. <laughs> well, I guess, like sharing work with people. <laughs> it was easy to write. It was hard to tell my parents what I was writing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when the world started to, when I was writing it, it was perfect, and I put it out, and then they seen on Facebook what I was doing, and they were like, "Wait, what is this?" And then my dad went and bought the book, and he was like, "Oh, I can't read." This. <laughs> <laughs> there's a whole series that my parents can't read because it's super erotic yeah. I got a lot of fans off of that made a whole film off of it but they won't read that one so I wrote the paranormal so they could read that <laughs> what's your favorite style now like what's your favorite genre is it the paranormal now that you're working with that or do you oh, have a favorite that's hard too oh gosh I think your favorite kid um <laughs> Erotica will always have a place in my heart, but I will say that paranormal is probably my favorite right now because I can do so much more. I don't have to worry about like science and physics and, you know, stuff like that. If yeah. people want to fly, they can do that. If they want to jump and touch a cloud, they can do that. My imagination is the limit. With erotica, I mean, I do use imagination, but it's more on a, a different scale than this. Mm-hmm. So dropping out of college, what exactly was your plan? I had none. <laughs> <laughs> Did you um, go to college close to home or were you like um, in a different state? I was about three hours away from home. It was me and my son because I had my son when I was in high school. So I brought him with me when I went to college. Uh-huh. And I was just like, okay, I got to go follow my dreams. And my mm-hmm. mom was like, yeah that's great but like you have like a whole kid you know you can't just go and start being a starving artist yeah ended up working out but dropping out of college like that was I wish I could say it was a hard decision it really wasn't it was probably (laughs) the easiest decision I've ever made I I believe it (laughs) 
I am going back though. I'm going back at the beginning of 2020 to just go ahead and finish it up because I can't kind of tell my kid who's about to go into high school, oh yeah, go finish, go to college. And he's looking at me like, remember mom? (laughs) (laughs) Follow your dreams, right? (laughs) (laughs) Remember what you said? (laughs) Follow your dreams? You said you were majoring, you were pre-law in college? Yes. And I was a semester away from graduating. Oh, Wow. So do you, when you start back, do you like have to start with, um, do you start with the same credits you had or do you have a lot more to complete now? Um, I start with the same credits. What I did, I did this kind of backwards. Most people, when they go to college, they start out with their gen eds and then they go to their major classes. I started with my major cl- classes. And so all I have now are my gen eds. Oh, that sounds perfect. That sounds like a good, relaxing semester. Oh yeah. It's like, oh, English 101. Okay. Yeah. I think I got that down. I think I could do that. That's pretty yeah. cool. Okay. Math. We're going to see about that. My kid's in math right now. He can help me. You know, I can go ahead and figure this out <laughs> as I go. <laughs> Um, so when you dropped out of college, what did you, what was like your first move? I called my best friend. <laughs> I called her and I was like, okay, look, I dropped out of college. I moved back home. My mom is at work. She doesn't know. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, well, what are you going to do? I'm like, I think I'm going to write. And she was like, do it. And I'm like, okay. So my mom <laughs> came home and she was looking at me like, oh God, what the hell? So I explained to her what I was going to do, what the plan was. And I was still, I was going to go work while I did the whole author thing. So for a long time, I was writing and working full time, um, which is very stressful. And a lot of time was um, spent not sleeping. Mm-hmm. Where were you working during that time? Oh, I was working when I first started, I was working as an executive assistant at a granite company. And so you would come in and you would see me about getting your countertops redone and I would help you with that. And then after that, I was working for Dyson, the vacuum people Mm -hmm. uh, and their call center. And then I've started working at HR. I have been there ever since. Are you still working in HR? I took a break for a little bit just so I can get these last few books done mm-hmm. in the series. Um, but I'll be going back into HR probably in the next few months here. Okay. Um, so what is your favorite series that you've written? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's hard. So the way I do my series is a little bit different than other people's. I have like, you know how like there's the Marvel universe and the DC universe. I have the Phoenix universe. Mm -hmm. So all of my, um, all of my books are in the same universe, but from the erotica to the street lit to the paranormal. Uh So you'll see different characters in each book, uh, from other series. So I, um, the series that I love the most, I'd have to say, it's going to be the Queens of Beast, only because I think when I look back at the sex, love and other drugs and the fooling around series, I see that I, I look and see I was still a baby. Like I was a toddler in the game thinking I was a big kid and I wasn't. And now I'm at, I can sit at the grown folks table with mm-hmm. Queens of Beast. Um, I want to go back to those old series and kind of rework them because I've learned so much about myself and what makes good writing. 
but I think Queen to be, especially the first one, The Life, Love, and Death of Adara Mashaw, is probably the my best work. Okay. Where do your stories come from? Is it like something that like you've experienced or is it just like completely made up or is it like an experience that you've heard about from other people? It really depends. So if we're talking about uh, the sex, love and other drug series, that was mostly personal experiences from other people that I knew. Um, Because that was my street lit series. So I'm talking about, you know, people who have been, who were trying to get out the drug game because I'm getting drugged back in. Um, and so I knew people like that, so I used their experiences. With the um, Fooling Around series, which is my erotica series, it's all about several friends falling in and out of love with each other. And that was just experiences of my own and of my best friends. And we would always swap stories. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm putting that in the book. So... <laughs> That's what I ended up doing. I was Queens of Beasts. That one came out, like, came to me in the like in a dream form, like in a daydream. I was just sitting oh, wow. here, like, oh, well, you know what? What if I tell everybody in the title that a lady is going to die, and you're going to know when you go into that book, she's going to die. Wow. Yeah. And then I went ahead and I just wrote it. It was inspired heavily by anime, but. It is um, that one came to me out of nowhere. I have no personal experiences because I'm not. Um, I don't live in a fantastical world. I live here in America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you have any um, dreams of your books being made into movies? Absolutely. I'm always. You know, I think it's like the dream of every author. Like, when mm-hmm. am I going to get my Twilight? When am I going to get my <laughs> Fifty Shades and my Harry Potter? Yeah. Okay? <laughs> I think that's a, a dream of every author. I do um, work on scripts for the books. Mm-hmm. I haven't done so for the last series, the Queen's of Bee series, um, but I am working on that. I should be starting to work around on that once the whole series is done, because the final book is going to be done around uh, November, December. So once that's done, I can go ahead and I can write the script because I don't want to do like George R.R. R. Martin and have Game of Thrones and he's still writing books, you yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> like I want it to be all done, all clear, and then go ahead and write the script. That's also another scary thing about um, translating from a book to a movie is like, is everything that you want translated being translated? That's what I always get scared about when like seeing a movie of a book that I've already read. It's like, I've already made this movie in my head. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, are they going to capture what I want? So I guess when you're writing your scripts, how do you decide like what to put into it and what to take out of it? Cause I feel like some people, you know, like see different things when they're reading books. And that's why what I do is I'm, in my books, I'm either very, very specific on how things and people look or I'm very, very vague. Mm-hmm. And so when I go to the script, I can go ahead and throw any person in there. Um, I don't want to, I do like a big ensemble cast in my books. There's usually like a good, in my series, it's probably like a good like 20 characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I like to do is instead of making a movie where they're going to chop it up and merge characters together and rip the soul out of my book. Yeah. Let's try to make that a television series where you can oh. grow along with it. And I think that's the reason why Game of Thrones worked 
so well is because it was a huge cast and a whole lot going on, but it was like seven, eight years to tell the whole story. Yeah. Until we got to the last season where it didn't really. Yeah. (laughs) Were you a big Game of Thrones fan? Oh, God, yes. I was there every week. Yes, we had we had little parties. We were all dressed up. We all had our own house sigil. It was we were so invested, mm-hmm. and then they let me down <laughs> towards the end. I mean, well, I can't really say they let me down, only because I see with my author eye, I see what they're doing. With my fan eye, I see no, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Start up. Yeah, I wasn't. I watched. I think I watched the. The eighth season only? Is it the eighth season? Yeah. <laughs> the last season that came out, I watched that only. And, like, that was mostly because, like, everybody on Twitter is talking about it. It's like, I might as well watch it if I'm going to hear the story anyway. And, um, <laughs> so I wasn't that invested in exactly what was happening, but a lot of people were disappointed. And I wanted to ask you, what was your biggest, like, disappointment with this season? I did not like how they portrayed... Daenerys Targaryen at the end. This whole time, she's been like this badass dragon queen, okay? And she's out here just really doing it. And then towards the end, all of a sudden, she flips her crazy switch. Yeah. You know, and it's like, oh, okay, well, where did that come from? Everything else, I could kind of see, okay, this is where it's going. I, and if you look back at the series, you can kind of tell where things were leading with Jon Snow going, you know, beyond the wall and Arya going on her own adventure and Sansa being, you know, Queen of the North. But Danny, I did not see that coming. There was no real explanation for it. And I think that's one of the reasons why everybody was so pissed. It's like, okay, all of a sudden she's crazy now. Yeah. Wow. Do you think that needed like more explanation or was that just not a good storyline for her? I don't think it was a good storyline. I figure when we get to the book, it'll be explained better. And there's a lot of things that were in the books that's not in the series. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to the whole, you know, you as an author, if you want your book on TV, if you want it on, you know, the big screen, if you want to make sure that it's done in the proper way, you have to be the one writing it. Mm-hmm. And I know for a lot of authors that is challenging because writing a book is completely different than writing, you know, a script. But at the same time, you don't want to have a situation like this where maybe if some of the things that were in the book were in the TV series, we understand better why she went cray cray. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So have you ever produced a movie? Have you produced a movie yet? I have. I have a short film, um, the fooling around uh, short film. And the good thing is with this, it wasn't a scene that was in the book. And so I took a scene that I mentioned in the book because uh, the book is the first book uh, fooling around King and Rain. Uh, Rain is heartbroken because her husband slept with her twin sister, got her pregnant, divorced her, and married her twin sister. So That's she ends up. <laughs> <laughs> she going through some stuff, yeah. um, and she ends up becoming to pay the bills. She ends up becoming a cam girl. And while she's on cam, she strikes up a relationship with her ex-husband's best friend. Okay. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a scene 
in the book that um, I mentioned. I don't even tell them. I said, well, you know, she walks in um, on her husband and her twin, and so she catches them. But I never go into detail on it. So with the movie, I went to detail. I showed the scene when she was walking in on them sleeping with each other. And that's how she found out. And then she ended up filing for divorce. So that's the kind of stuff I like to do for the short films are like scenes that I mention in the book, but Mm -hmm. I don't detail out, but I can show you in film form. Yeah, I see. Have you ever heard of um, Six Brown Chicks? It's like a Twitter account. Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) That's what like this situation reminded me. I was like, wow, this sounds exactly like one of their questions. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any advice for someone who's aspiring to be a writer? Read, read a whole bunch. (laughs) I'm so serious and read in the genre that you do not write in. Mm-hmm. A lot of times as black authors, the first thing we go to is street lit, right? Yeah. Okay, so you go ahead and you want to write your street lit book because you already know you can get signed for it, you can make money from it. That's a hot you know, uh, genre right now. Everybody's making money in that. Great. Do not read any street lit books when you're writing yours. Mm-hmm. I need you to read some erotica, some romance, go back and read, you know, some Ulysses. I don't know. Read, you know, <laughs> the story of Helena Troy. Whatever it is you need to do, do not read in the genre you are writing in because you will sound like everyone else who is writing in that genre. Also, you have to understand that there is no unique story idea. Man has been telling stories for thousands and thousands of years. Yours is not unique. Okay, at the end of the day, I can, we can boil down stories to really like a good 10 different categories. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's your, your unique spin on the story that's going to make you stand out. So don't get mad if someone else had the same name of a character as you or had the same kind of general plot line. If your writing is solid and you have really developed characters and, and, and plots and tension and, you know, conflict... So you don't have to worry about anybody else and what they're writing. You got this. Okay. And lastly, I will say, be prepared to hustle. At the end of the day, this is a business. A lot of people get into it for the art of it. Oh, I just want to write my book. Okay, that's nice. And that's very, you know, admirable. Oh, I just want to write my book. But at the same time, there's money being spent. Instead of a publishing company is spending money on you, they want to make that money back. And if you are not out there hustling that book, you know, and being hungry for it, then you're not going to make that money back and you're probably going to get dropped from your deal. Back when I first started, you couldn't stop me from selling a book. I had books in the trunk of the car. I was slinging that stuff like <laughs> mixtapes. I was out there at the post office. Every post lady had my books. I was out there really working. These mm-hmm. days, a lot of people are embarrassed to go out there and really do what is necessary to build your brand and build your following. And so at the end of the day, if you like your art and you want to go ahead and sell your books and and be prolific, you have to be able to go out there and really just show who you are as a brand and as an artist and be prepared to hustle. Mm -hmm. How long was it um, from like when you first like dropped out of college and started writing to like when you actually got signed by a publisher? Three years. Oh, wow. It was Three long years. But during that time, I was always putting out new material. And that's how my publisher found me because she found me. She was like, oh, 
Um, I know you. I've seen your books online. You're always dropping new stuff. You're always writing and you're always getting good reviews. Would you like to work with me? And I was like, absolutely. Yes, please help me. <laughs> <laughs> so before that, how are you um, publishing your work? I would self-publish. I would put my books out on Amazon um, through their KDP service. And so I would do that. Um, it, self-publishing is a thankless job. Um, you are the boss and you are the artist. And so you have to manage yourself. Some people are good at that. Me, I was not good being my own boss. I was like, girl, take a day off. You know, you don't talk about that. You worked so hard three days ago. Go ahead and take a nap. Yeah, you don't need to worry about all that. Um, but self-publishing, it is really hard because if you don't know the business of it, you will quickly find yourself broke mm-hmm. because it costs anywhere from a couple hundred to a couple thousand dollars to put out a book depending on what you're doing. Yeah. So what are the benefits of having a publisher? The benefits, number one, is you pay nothing up front. There is no out-of-pocket cost for you. The publisher is taking care of all that. Also, you're getting a quality product being put out. So you're going to get a quality cover, editor, typesetter, all those good things. You're going to get them. And you don't have to worry too much about, you know, is this person going to, is this editor really going to do their job? Are they going to just take my money and run? Um, me, I learned a lot from my publisher. I watched how they worked. I watched how they marketed their own books, how they were at events, how they got people to really buy into them as a brand. And so I was able to watch, see, and learn, and then utilize those skills to help build my own brand. Do you have any dreams of opening your own publishing company? <laughs> Hell no. And let me tell you, why, because... As much as I love being an author, if I had to sign myself, I would fire me. <laughs> and I'm probably one of the most easygoing authors out there. Like, this is, you're dealing with people's heart and soul on paper. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times they get very, very territorial of the story. They get very um, emotionally attached to the work. And they understand that the publisher is not your publicist. And so they're not going to be the one out there trying to get you booked on shows. You have to be doing that to hire somebody. And when we're talking about authors, let's be real. A lot of us are some divas. Okay. And (laughs) I know my temperament. I can't deal with it because I would have told you off and I would have (laughs) fired And I have a bad reputation in the industry. (laughs) Uh, so what is your dream job? Do you have you made it to your dream job? Yes, this is my dream job. Mm-hmm. I think um of course of course everybody wants to make more money. That that's always good. But <laughs> in terms of passion and having the dream and, and, and loving what you do, writing is it for me. Whether mm-hmm. I'm writing books or screenplays or writing a brochure, I like putting my words on paper and watching how people react to it. Mm-hmm. Um, just having people email me like oh I read your book and I'm just so excited and my heart was pounding or I was crying or even those who say I read it and I was mad at least I got some kind of reaction out yeah. of you you know and that I think is like the dream for me is just my words are gaining a reaction mm-hmm. so what are your goals for the rest of the year obviously I guess finishing your series finishing the series 
starting the next one. I want to go out there and meet the fans. I have, I've been asked to make a fan club, so I finally got <laughs> um, So I'm going to start posting that on Instagram and Facebook and all that. We're calling it the Pretty Little Monsters, so y'all could be my little monsters, pretty <laughs> monsters together um, but that's pretty much it I want to just be happy like I think that's a, a lot of times people don't understand how important it is to be content um, and enjoy the journey we're also focused on I want to get more followers I want to get you know more uh, more people listening to me or reading me or whatever it is that you're not enjoying the journey as we move forward and that's all I really want to do is focus on this year is just enjoying the journey as I go Okay, cool. Um, so kind of switch the gears. Um, other than writing, what do you like to do for fun? Okay, so, um, man, what do I like? Well, I <laughs> love my dog, okay? Me and, the, me and Scruff, we go on our walks and all that. Oh, I play Pokemon Go. I think I might be like one of the handful of people who are still playing it, and I don't care. Actually, um, <laughs> a lot of people who still play. <laughs> I think maybe I just like have I'm just have friends that are in that you know like group, but like I know like a couple people who are very into it. Be my poker friends, guys. Find me. I'm Phoenix Williams. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that and then um, bowling. I like to bowl. Um, I don't dance, but I will do karaoke. Those are just a few of the things. And then like I like just to, like hang out with the friends. I don't see them as much. You know, once you hit 30, everybody starts like getting married and having babies and crap. So now it's like, okay, well, we don't have a lot of time anymore to spend yeah. like this kicking it on the weekend. Plus, like we're old. Like once you hit 30, I need a nap before I go outside. <laughs> and before I go out, I'm gonna go to the club at what time? At 10. What time is it now? Okay, I got time for a nap. You know, I gotta take a whole nap. I gotta get a coffee, a monster, and then I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but those are the things I like to go ahead and do in my spare time. Do you do any traveling? Is are there any places that you wanna travel? Oh gosh, yes. Now the Traveling is in like two groups for me. We had traveling for the books, and then we had traveling because I don't I want to get away from the books. Yeah. And we're talking about traveling, trying to get away from the books. I want to go to Greece. I have been saying that for years. I want to go. I want to see all the ruins. I want to see all the history. I want to do that so bad. Um, Japan is another one. I'm trying to take my son there for his 18th birthday. He's 13 now, so I got plenty of time. Okay. I got to learn Japanese first. So when I go there, I'm going on this anime tour. Me and him, he's really into it, too. All the stuff, and I'm about to see all the Japanese. I'm about to dress up. It's about to be so much fun. But those are the places I definitely want to go. Now, if we're talking about in terms of the books, I go everywhere. I'm always in Atlanta. Um always in, like pretty much in the south really is where I go um do my shows and my and my get togethers and of course here in Chicago. Chicago's a writer's city so mm-hmm. that's where a lot of writing events are. Have you um done any cosplay before since you said that you were um you know gonna go to Japan and like dress up and everything have you tried cosplay before? I have not because I'm scared but <laughs> I am trying to break out of my shell. Yeah. And, um, what I plan on doing is it's a, uh, an anime convention coming up in December, and I'm gonna go get my female Naruto outfit, and I'm gonna go on out there, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go. 
My son said he's not going with me if I dress up. He can stay at home. That's fine. I I feel like that's something that I I would be really interested in. Also, I'm not that really into anime. Like I like my brother, like you, uh, my brother also watched Dragon Ball Z. So like I have that exposure to it. And um, Halloween is like one of my favorite holidays. So I just love like dressing up in general. So I've like, I've been really interested in trying to get into like, cosplay or something like that. It's, there's <laughs> a lot of stuff too that you could do like this so easy. Now some of these people out here they be going to Joanne Fabrics and getting all the cloth and making it <laughs> and all that. Okay. Yeah. I'm artistic with words, not with like physical things. So <laughs> I'm not gonna try to sew anything. Yeah. But I will go up and buy it and then I'll just wear it. Might even put a wig on this afro and see how it works out. <laughs> Your books are more popular in the South than they are like up north. Oh, they're popular everywhere. Uh, Most of my events, though, are in the South. But the 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 furthest I've ever seen my books go, I got a call on Instagram. Not a call, but a message on Instagram from a lady in Romania. And she was like, I just read Queens of Beast. And I was like, how? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know they was out there, but I guess they are. So she said, are you coming to Romania? I had no plans on doing that. But you know what? Let's set up a European tour. <laughs> Greece in there also. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, I was just curious if like they were more popular in a certain region since you toured down there mostly. No, I think I would say if I had to guess on where where the majority of the people who reach out to me are from, it is the Midwest. And I think it's only because it gets cold, so very cold, you're stuck in the house with a book. <laughs> it was negative 50 degrees a few months ago. Yeah. And we were all inside. <laughs> yeah. I, I couldn't deal with it. Um, in D.C., the weather, I think it gets down, I don't know, probably like to zero maybe. Not really sure. But I, either way, I can't deal with the cold <laughs> more than I can, you know, like more than here. <laughs> yeah. If I had it my way, I'd probably move to California or something where it's always hot. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe having them earthquakes out there. So I don't know about that. I, I know the cold. I don't know about the earthquake. <laughs> so um, as a writer, do you have any awards that you're like interested in winning? Like any dreams of like being on stage, like receiving an award or like what award would you want to receive? I would want to receive an award from the Romance Writers of America. Like, that right there would, like, just cement everything for me. If I could win, like, I don't care, because they have a lot of subcategories. I don't care which romance you put me <laughs> in, whether it's multicultural, paranormal, robot, whatever. You put me wherever you need to be to be and have me win, and I would be so happy you would think I won a dang old Oscar if I got up on the stage. <laughs> and they had to play the music and drag me off. And I'm thinking everybody from my first grade teacher, Mrs. Persick, all the way up <laughs> to my uh, my agents and my managers. Mm-hmm. Um, writing, you said writing was like kind of just something you decided to do, but have you always been a writer? Like, I've even when you were younger? Good at it. I've always been good at it. I mean, in school, you know, you write and you read, and it's like, oh, here we go again. But I've always loved books because I always thought it was really interesting how you could take a story and, like, build this whole world out of it, and I could picture it in my head. 
you know, that's always been very interesting to me. And so when I started to write, I remember the very first book I write, I wrote, it is trash. My best friend still has it. I probably don't ever tell it. <laughs> It's so trash. <laughs> uh, I, I wrote that and I thought I was really just doing it. You couldn't tell me nothing. I'm glad I never put that out. That book was horrible. Um, I still kind of remember the plot. You know, I was like, I'm going to go ahead and do something with that. But when I <laughs> when I um, first got to trying to decide how to write, I think it's because I books are like my best friend for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, books take you to different places. And that saying where, you know, the man who doesn't read lives one life and the man who does read lives a thousand. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just so true. And it's challenging myself to go ahead and write a book that was good. Not the trash one, but the one that was actually good. <laughs> that one, uh, that took a long time for me to, like, build up the courage to do it. But when I finally did it, I jumped in head first and I've never looked back. Mm-hmm. Do you consider yourself to be more like introverted? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> and people think that is so weird. Like, oh, well, I heard you on the podcast and you don't seem like no introvert to me. <laughs> <laughs> and I seen you at the event and you out there shaking hands and kissing babies. And I'm like, well, that's because that's work. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like everybody who knows me in my everyday life, when they finally go to an event with me, they're like, I don't know. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Who are you? Because that's not how you act. I'm extremely shy. I'm most painfully shy. Mm -hmm. When I go out to the places, I just sit there. I don't speak. I don't, I'm observing. And then I'll go ahead and maybe make a move. But when it's time to be Phoenix Williams and go out there and, you know, talk about the books, I got to come up with a whole, I have the whole alter ego, you know, Go out there and make it happen. I'm my own Sasha Furious. You know, you got to go out there and make it make it work. <laughs> yeah, I feel like when I was younger, I was a lot more shy. But now I feel like I've come into my extroversion. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping to come into mine. I only come <laughs> on when they're like, okay, Phoenix, you're on. All right, here I am. Let me tell you all about it. Any other time, I'll be sitting at the house eating pretzels and watching anime. I'm not trying to, <laughs> I'm not trying to do all that. <laughs> How nerve-wracking how nerve-wracking was it like putting out your first book? I got physically ill. Oh. Like I was so nervous. I was like, damn, they're shaking. It was so bad. So okay, there was I had two books that I considered my first. Um, when I was self-publishing, it wasn't so bad. You wanna know why? Because no one knew who I was. <laughs> and I wasn't assigned to anybody, and then just my friends and my family. And so I put out that first book, which was called Running, and it was just a bunch of short stories. Mm-hmm. When I got signed to the publisher, she was like, Okay, Phoenix, your book's coming out in three weeks. And I was like, Oh Lord. So soon she was like, Yeah, because you already wrote it, it's already done, it's ready to go. I'm like, Oh, okay. And she's like, oh, <laughs> Here's all the things you're going to have to do. And I have a list of 20,000 people in the newsletter. And I'm like, oh, 20,000. What now? Oh, no. Oh, I can't. I can't do it. And she put the book out and I cried and my stomach hurt. And I was just like laid up all day. Took a day off of work because I already knew I was going to be a nervous slipping wreck. And she put the book out and it went number 10 on the charts. And I was like, oh, thank God. But then I started getting real sick because I'm like, oh, no, 
all these people read it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, what do they think? I was, like, obsessing over the reviews. I was just, like, every time I put a review, I was first one checking it. Now, not so much, because I'm like, okay, look, that really can stress you out to the point where you feel like your whole world is Amazon.com. You know, you have to take a moment and just what they say is what they say. Either they're going to like it or they are not. Mm-hmm. And keep on moving forward. What was the overall response to the first book? It was really good. Everybody was asking for part two. They were like, when's part two coming out? <laughs> uh, when's part three? When's part four? Don't leave us, you know, hanging. Mm-hmm. Um, that book did really, really well. And this was a street lit book? Yeah, and we're actually re-releasing it um, under the new title of um, Sex, Love, and Other Drugs. Because it's been about three years, a three-year anniversary of it. So we're putting it out in December. Okay, cool. So what is your favorite book that you haven't written? Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, that is hard. you know how many books I've read? I've probably read (laughs) Titles. Um, if I had to pick a book that made me fall in love with writing and books, it would have to be Fly Girl by Omar Tyree. Mm-hmm. I remember this is thing that was called Black Expressions, right? Uh, I don't know if you heard of it, but it was like a book club. And they would mail you like four books every month, right? And they were in the in the middle of Ebony and Essence magazine was a little card, and you could fill it out. and They give you four free books. So I, I sent the answer to four free books. They sent it to the house. I didn't realize it was a monthly subscription, and they was charging my mama all this money every month. <laughs> <laughs> and so she got the bill for three hundred dollars. I was like, "What is this?" But the first book they sent me was Fly Girl by Omar Tyree, mm-hmm. and I fell in love because that was the very first book I read by a black author oh wow that's awesome and I got to meet him a few years back and I was like you made me <laughs> you changed up with writing <laughs> thank you <laughs> okay so I guess we can um wrap this up now um so since I've been asking all these questions I just wanted to know if you have any questions for me Oh, let's put you on the hot seat. <laughs> what is your favorite book? Oh, man. It's, I feel like it's been so long since I've read something. <laughs> oh, my yeah. heart um, is breaking. <laughs> let's see. I'd have to say um, the series, um, a series of unfortunate events. I don't really have a specific book, but I love that series when I was growing up. Like, I read every single book. Like, I still have them, like, on my bookshelves to this day. And the last book I literally read, it was, like, the, probably, like, the longest time I've ever spent, like, just sitting down and reading. It was just, like, a whole day of just, like, reading through that book when it came out. So I guess I would say, yeah, that that series. If you had to give your younger self a piece of advice, what would it be? Um, go out there and do things. Like do the creative things that you want to do. Um, I have a lot of hobbies that I'm trying to get back into now that I wish I had just stayed in like photography um, back in high school. We used to like make like little videos and everything. I kind of wish that like I had stuck with those things. Um, Yeah. So just like go out there, be creative and have fun. 
don't be afraid to put yourself out there. That's always really good advice. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have done some stuff in high school. Man, I wish I would have joined some clubs. Yeah, especially like in high school and college when you're around like your peers, everybody's the same age. Everybody has like the energy and the creativity to do the things, but we just don't have the mindset yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have any those other? Are, those are all my questions. Okay. Okay. Um. So, do you have any social media that you would like to plug? Absolutely. So, follow me on the Instagram. That's where I'm at most of the day. Uh, Phoenix Williams Books. If you go on Facebook, you can follow me there too. Uh, Phoenix Williams on Twitter. I am Phoenix underscore William. No S because someone stole that name from me. And then on Snapchat, uh, which I go on to take like mini photo shoots of myself as I'm out and about in this world, is Miss MS dash Phoenix W. Uh, if you happen to find me on Tumblr, don't message me because I'm there strictly for the anime. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's all I'm there for. So unless you have a question about One Piece or Assassination Classroom, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> That's a name I haven't heard in a while, like a social media I haven't heard in a while, Tumblr. <laughs> I love, I stay on Tumblr because people are, this is where the artists hang out. People are always like creating all kinds of like fancy mm-hmm. art. I'm like, man, I wish I could draw. <laughs> <laughs> me too, me too. <laughs> so do you have any projects that you are working on that you want people to know about? Absolutely. So if you are a fan of the dirty, the raunchy, and the erotic, I am the paperback pornographer for you. I have uh, (laughs) exposed a Club Sugar novel that is coming out at the end of this month. Um, And that'll be available on Amazon. I'm doing a whole lot of contests for that. So definitely follow me on everything social because we're doing the 30 days of kink right now. And so a lot of different short stories and articles I'm putting out all revolving around the fictional sex club of Club Sugar. Mm-hmm. And then if you are into the paranormal, you definitely want to catch up on Queens of Beast. The first one is Queens of Beast, The Life, Love, and Death of Adara Mashal. And then the second one is Queens of Beast, Taming Revy. Because in August, I have finally Queens of Beast 3, Breaking Mika. And that is going to be out August 24th. I'm doing a whole lot of contests for that now, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have the Pretty Little Monsters uh, fan club that you guys can join. I'll be doing, giving away T-shirts and keychains and all that jazz. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thank uh, you so talking. much for having me. You have, like, such a beautiful spirit. Thank oh, you yeah. so, so much for having me. Um, if you guys would like to follow the podcast, you can do that at NTMY Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. If you would like to subscribe to the podcast, you can do that on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Search Nice to Meet You and click the blue logo. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions, concerns, just something that you want to share, you can send those emails over to ntmypodcast at gmail.com. Thank you guys for listening, and I will see you next week.